coming so up next of course on the Heritage Podcast. Work to be recognized, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I was so discouraged, like Lord, like I put all this work in and it's not it's not like I don't see the fruits of my labor. And literally, like after that, everything started blowing up. Man. It's so crazy how that worked out. Like I ended up getting on the shade room, Chris Brown's story, million. I think I I hit eleven million. I've been hitting that, millions. I've seen of, that one. Yeah, <laughs> I've been hitting millions of views on different videos, and I've just been seeing the fruits of my labor ever since then. But I'm glad I didn't stop because mm-hmm. I was feeling real discouraged. Don't give up when you're in your discouragement, um, because that's something I realized. That's something that really kept me going. Because I get, I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes I get discouraged, mm-hmm. you know, frequently. And so it's the it's me being focused on the vision that kept me to not give up. And sometimes I just think, what if I gave up here? What if I gave up here? What if I gave up here? What if I gave I wouldn't have never been here in this room Friends. where I am now, meeting the people I met. I wouldn't be here, wouldn't be out here in Atlanta if I gave up. And so although like sometimes the enemy will make us be so focused on our discouragement instead of and distract us off of the vision God placed in us, you know? Building a legacy, so watch how you study me. You know what's inherited, ain't no comparison, stacking up guarantee. Moving so militant, consistent and disciplined. Getting that paper and stacking it up, no time for no chilling, man. Building a legacy, so watch how you study me. You know what's inherited, ain't no comparison, stacking up guarantee. Moving so militant, consistent and disciplined. Getting that paper and stacking it up, no time for no chilling, man. What's going on? You're now tuned into the Inherited Podcast. I am Sir Gates. If you're watching and you're listening, thank you again. And make sure if you're watching on YouTube to like, comment, and subscribe. And also, if you listen to Apple Podcasts or Beach Podcast, be sure to rate this as a five-star podcast and leave a great review. But nonetheless, we are about to get into the show. So today I have another special guest in the building. Um, the owner of Wise Label Clothing Brand, a co-host on the Growing Pains podcast, and also an entrepreneur. So I'm let her introduce yes. herself, ma'am. How are you doing? I'm feeling good. What's up, y'all? My name's Yanni, even though you already said it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm from Maryland, 20 years old, and just trying to get it. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. So before I start the pie, right? I like to do an icebreaker with all my guests. Okay, so icebreaker. Yeah, man. So I got a pod deck, right? I'm going to pull a card. I don't know what it's going to say. I promise you I don't. Every card I usually pull, okay. I take them out. So we both going to answer it. You're going to go first. It's not like anything crazy on okay. these cards, but you're going to see what it is. You're going to see what it is. <clears throat> okay, wow. If you were to die tomorrow, what little thing would you regret not doing? I feel like the so the first thing that comes to my mind is not fulfilling my purpose. Mm. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. Because I know I'm sent here um, to impact young adults mm-hmm. and bring young adults closer to God and inspire them to get in their purpose. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm supposed to do that in a large spectrum. Mm-hmm. And knowing that I'm doing it now, but mm-hmm. I know I'm supposed to be doing more. So that would be the first thing. Like, dang, how many people I didn't impact? How many That's how many deep. lives I didn't touch? You know, even my family, like, I know I'm supposed to um, help them, you know, give them more and support them. Just knowing I couldn't do that, mm-hmm. I would be disappointed. Okay. That's deep. That's a uh, good answer, though. Uh, I can follow that up. Let's see. <laughs> um, thing that I will regret. Um, thing I would say starting sooner, right? Mm. Knowing like what I really wanted to do, I was in the realm of always trying this and trying that, but mm-hmm. kind of always knew it was in a 
a media realm of things mm-hmm. and cameras and tech, but I was still tasting this, tasting that, which is also good. You know, just trying to find myself and learn myself. But starting earlier when I knew, like, okay, this is what your focus is. This is what your vision is. This is what uh, you want to walk into. I didn't start when I feel like I should have. So mm-hmm. if I were to die tomorrow, I probably would regret that because I would probably be further on and yeah. where I needed to be right now. But again, I feel God will make mistakes, you know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> things happen for a reason. Right. But I can't really regret it. But just to answer that course, and that would be the thing that I would definitely probably regret okay. uh, not so starting. So would you say like maybe moving forward, do you have that sense of urgency? Like, no, I got to start this now. I can't procrastinate. Or, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's like... <clears throat> It's urgency, but again, I don't I don't want to um, jump into things and like have it messy or unorganized. Mm-hmm. So I would still do my um get prepared for things. But if I know for a fact this is my plan, this is mm-hmm. what I want to do, there is no sitting on it or thinking like if this go wrong or this go right or just sit down, plan, strategize, get to it and and go. Yes. Like no more playing around, no more sitting around. <laughs> right. Can't do that's, it anymore. That's something I'm trying to get over and that we're not trying. That's something I'm getting over now. There we go. Procrastinating. <laughs> that's something. Not just I was reading a book uh and just spoke about procrastination. It's um who not how. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who who not how. So oh, my the, friends are reading that. Really? Mm-hmm. It, it's I just got into it um on an audio audible audible book, and then part that he was talking about was about procrastination. So where it could be a, a positive thing and a negative thing if you let it, but in a positive way, it's just like once you're at the point of starting to procrastinate. It's lit like a sign to tell you it's time to find your who mm-hmm. and stop trying to figure out how to do this and how to do that. So once you're like, man, let me push this off. You're pushing yeah. it off for a reason. So mm-hmm. maybe either you're not not going to say qualified, but capable of doing it, don't have yeah. the skills of doing it. So find somebody else to get it done versus just keep putting it off and putting it off. And that's when it goes into the the negative um, verbiage of being a procrastinator. So right. I dealt with that a lot in my, uh, in my career as well. But yeah. having to understand like, Sitting around and waiting, mm-hmm. you're gonna get nowhere fast. Mm-hmm. It's just, and then it also gives me a sense of, am I procrastinating or am I lazy? Right. And I do not like to feel like I'm being lazy yeah. when who has time to waste, you know? So, but um, that's good. But yeah, so just um um inherit the podcast, right? What I love to do is really just get the origin story of my guests, right? Because okay. one, everybody has a story, everybody has a past, everybody has been through things, right? And those things are pretty much kind of part of the foundation of where we are now in life. Like mm-hmm. our traumas, our um, winning successes built us up to where we are now. So yeah. for you, um, take us back to younger Yanni, right? Just how things started growing up, household, parents, okay. just, just that area of your life. How was that for you um, as a child? Um, So I grew up primarily with my grandma. Mm-hmm. Um. My dad was kind of in the streets a little bit up until like middle school. Then he got out mm-hmm. completely. Um, but yeah, I was al- always primarily raised by my grandma. Didn't have my mom. Well, my mom was kind of in and out in my mm-hmm. life because um, she has like a mental a mental like thing going on. Mm-hmm. So it's not by choice, but it's just something you know that praying for her and stuff like that. Understood. But, yeah, so I didn't really have her a lot in my life. More so when I was younger, but as I started getting older, the less and less I saw her, the less and less I got calls on my birthday, the less and less I got calls on holiday, the less and less I started seeing her and stuff like that. So um, 
Yeah, that, um, my grandma did a great job raising mm. me, though. Gave me everything I needed, you know, taught me how to be a lady, how to take care of myself, to have a relationship with God, you know. Mm. And then also my aunt, my aunt uh, played a, a part, too. But then kind of leaning towards middle school, my dad um, was more intentional in my life. Mm. Um, then and it's crazy because before me and my dad really started building our relationship, I always felt like a piece of me was missing. Mm. And I didn't, I didn't really know what that piece was. I, you know, I'm too young to be like, oh, yeah. me and my dad don't have a relationship. Um, but I always felt like there's something missing. I guess because I didn't have a relationship with him and my mom. So it's That's like, a lot. you know. So, but then once I started building that relationship with my dad, then he started instilling into me, you need to focus on your future. Every day he started instilling, instilling into me. Every time you get home, you need to write in your journal. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know, like, I didn't know I wanted a clothing brand. So I would just write like, you know, I would just research random stuff, like yeah. how to buy a house, how to do taxes. <laughs> I, I don't even remember what I wrote down, but I would just write down random stuff just to say I wrote stuff down. Um, but he would also be like, you need to read books. You know, um, you don't have to work for anybody. Just make sure that, you know, whatever you're striving towards, do that. Like, don't just be out here doing anything mm -hmm. and don't feel forced to go to college. Don't feel forced to work for anybody. He was saying, as long as you have a vision, as long as you're striving towards something, do that. And so he would just instill that into me a lot. Even sometimes during high school, he would let me skip school because he's an electrician. So he would um, work for himself. Mm -hmm. And so he would let me skip school and like ride with him to job <laughs> sites and stuff like that. And I would be in a car. Um, I had a lash business at the time when this started happening. Uh -huh. um, but I would be in the car like researching how to sell lashes, how to use Shopify while he's inside in the client's house doing ele electrical work. Um, so I feel like me me having that experience it made me be like, I like having being on my own time, yeah. you know? Because uh -huh. the more and more I started feeling that freedom of, oh, I go to school or go with my dad. I'm definitely about to go with my dad. <laughs> right. So the more and more that happened, then like when I got out of high school, I really didn't want to work for nobody because now I'm used to being on my mm -hmm. own time, you know? So I remember this one time um, when I got out of school, I did DoorDash for a little bit. Mm -hmm. But then I'm like, okay, let me, let me get a job. So then... I, I remember I signed up for Home Depot and I was in training for like two days. I didn't even make it out the second day of training. Ain't I'm like, work out for I, me. Yeah, I'm like, nah, this it's too many rules. I can't do this. So then, yeah, that's my story. Okay, so it seems like um, growing up without at a certain period of time, like you say, both of your parents, that could have been a, a struggle for you. Mm -hmm. And sometimes um, when I ask a guest about that, they either have one or the other, right? But you growing up without either one yeah that had to have been tough so well i would say my dad was <laughs> around mm -hmm. but it's like we didn't have an intentional bond you know okay i, I, yeah, I get yeah, you yeah. i get you mm -hmm. well, so how did that affect you mentally though not um mm. having well having that bond but as if not being 100 percent present then right. with your mom out of the picture so how did what did yeah. that do to you mentally um i feel like that was a piece that i felt missing mm -hmm. like dang like i don't have like, my dad, like, I don't want to make it seem like my dad wasn't around because he would be mad at me because he was definitely around. But I guess not having that bond, it's just like, you know, seeing other, like, when I would go to school and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Um, and I would see, you know, people and my grandma was with me, but seeing my friends with their actual mom and dad or even both, I would just feel like, dang, like, if only I had my actual mom. You know, like, yeah. I always wanted to experience doing stuff, field trips and, you know, 
PTA meetings and stuff like that with my actual mother, like my blood mother. My grandma did a great job fulfilling that. So I didn't feel too much of a void, mm-hmm. really, because she, my grandma really did a fantastic job fulfilling that. But, yeah. Understood. But it's also great to hear that when your dad, even though he's like he was in the streets for a period of time mm-hmm. and he came back, the way he came back, though, and how he was instilling all that yeah. knowledge and just that personal development and, mm-hmm. hey, go strive for what you want, come skip school and work with me. Yeah. That's amazing. So do you think that's what really, that is the heart of what birthed your entrepreneurial um spirit inside of you? Oh, 100%. Especially like just seeing him on his free time when I would have to go to school mm-hmm. and just be like, I could really be with my dad right now, you know? And definitely like he instilled all of that in me. So I 100% feel like he birthed that entrepreneur spirit in me. And also the, my I ended up talking to my grandma the other day and she was just telling me like, there's other people in my family that have mm-hmm. businesses. I just didn't know. So. Oh, really? Yeah. So um, when you started doing the lashes, right? And mm-hmm. I know now you have Wise Label. I yeah. want to talk about that in a second. Okay. How did you transfer from lashes to saying, hey, maybe really did it work, work out or mm-hmm. this and that to going, I'm going to go into a clothing brand? How did that process work? Yeah. So I had my lash. Yeah. So I started my lash business my junior year of high school, right mm-hmm. before COVID had uh, shut down. And it was going pretty well. Like, I actually stopped it around the time it was starting to pick up. Oh, really? Yeah. But I think I, I, I think I was, like, on a fast or something like that. And literally, and it's crazy because leading up until this moment, I always said, I will never have a clothing brand ever. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> because I was like, that's too much to deal with. I got to deal with sizes and colors <laughs> and orders. And if they got something on a shirt, I got to deal with that. Well, I'm like, I'm not trying to deal with all of that. So I'm going to just stick to lashes. <laughs> I don't have to worry about nothing. Um... But yeah, so then I would say towards the end of, yeah, towards the end of my senior year of high school, mm-hmm. um, I just, like, God just put this vision in me, like, you're supposed to have a clothing brand. Like, I want you to start a clothing brand. It was that, and, like, what confirmed that was I felt like my creativity was limited. Mm-hmm. So with my last business, I would do, like, cool stuff, like, um, like TikToks. I would have, like, this mini cart, and I would put, like, the lashes in the cart, and I would, like, buy these, like, little construction papers that were decorated and just do cool, creative stuff. But I'm like, if I have a clothing brand, I could do so much more. Mm-hmm. And with lashes, I'm like, I could only sell to girls that like lashes. Facts. It's so limited. But if I start a clothing brand, I could sell to girls, boys. I can get, you know, I can just expand my creativity. Mm-hmm. So that's really what triggered it. So the name Wise Label, where did that come from? Oh my goodness. It took me, it's crazy <laughs> because it's crazy because for my lash business, I changed my lash business name like five times. Wow, the what do you think what was the purpose of that? So the first time it was called Bratz Blinks. No, the first time it was called Yanni B Lash Company. And my brother came up with it. But then later on, I'm like, mm, that sounds kind of cheesy. You know, I don't want my name in it. And then I changed it to Bratz Blinks. I had printed the name on the lash box and everything. And then the Bratz company called me and was like, hey, like a cease and desist type of thing. Like, you know, it's too like close to what we're doing. Like you're going to need to change the name. So then I'm like, dang, like, cause I was really about to run with that name. So I'm like, oh, I got to change it again. And then I changed it to um, Luxillion, I think. And I changed it to Luxillion because I'm like, okay, if I change it to Luxillion and I can sell jewelry and mm-hmm. other stuff, I don't have to just sell lashes. Yeah, bra, spectrum. Right, That's exactly. Smart. 
Um, and I think that was the end of all my transitions. But at the time, it seemed like there was way more, you know. Mm-hmm. But for Wise Label, it took me like two weeks. I was so like discouraged. That's not so long. That's not too long. But though. in a time, in the, <laughs> it's crazy because, you know, when you're in the moment, it's like you want to run with it yeah. now. But two weeks of literally intentionally sitting at a desk for like an hour or two, writing, 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 asking my dad and my friend, you like this? You like this? You like this? It's just, it doesn't seem like a lot. But mm-hmm. but anyways, long story short, um, it just came to me, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, out of those two weeks, it just finally dawned on me. And when it dawned on me, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know something's good when you don't have to ask nobody. Right. And that's when I was like, when I came up with that, I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't really care about nobody's opinion. This is what I'm going to go with. Running with it. So what were mm-hmm. some of the other names you had before that, though? Um, um, spit them out. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm trying to think because it was just a whole bunch of brain dumping. I think one of them was like, I saw something like that. I really don't remember, mm-hmm. but it was, I'm glad I didn't go with them. All good. All good. I mean, everything I say, everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Um, And one thing I want to touch on real quick before I continue with the, the clothing brand, mm-hmm. you said at one point you were fasting, right? Yeah. And I'm a big believer in fasting and prayer. Mm-hmm. Some of the, a lot of the biggest blessings I've had has come. Mm-hmm. When I came mm. out of a fast, like at one point when I was trying to get my first house, denied, 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 denied. And I went on, I think it was a 21-day fast and prayer with my church, right? Mm. And um, the day the day after I came out of the fast, the realtor called, hey, guess what? Mm. You got approved. So I'm like, what? That's Something crazy. has to be to this. And then I did it again. Um, Just fast forward before I'm in the space I am now. Because I was used to the, the process of fasting. Mm-hmm. It was just time I knew for a fact I had been a while. Um, there was just a lot going on in life. So I fasted again, right? And I had went to at least four or five different um, businesses trying to get a lease or get, mm-hmm. get the rent or whatever. Denied, denied. Um, even though I had everything that I needed mm-hmm. to get approved, but it was just like, what was stopping it? But again, on a, on a hindsight, it was okay. God was like, that's not for you. Yes. You do not need to be there. Because even some people were just saying, yeah, some of the tenants over here, they do X, Y, and Z. And I was just like, eh, I don't want to be around that. But I went on a fast, came out of the fast. I had um, spoken to someone in the building. And they was like, yeah, you know, around here, they have more uh, sweets and stuff available. So I'm like, really? Talked to the guy the next day, the next day after that. He go to Keys. I'm just mm. like... This is crazy. That's so I, I try crazy. to just like tell all my friends, right? Um, and fasting is more than, oh, you want to fast and then get a, a result out of the end. Like to me, in the beginning, when I first started doing it and like getting into the word and stuff like that, that's kind of what it was. Mm-hmm. When as I learned, it's just really deeper than that as far as learning how to say no to temptations, learning how to starve your flesh, just learning yeah. how to just rid yourself of those impurities and just majority of the time either you may come out of it with a I guess quote unquote reward mm-hmm. or just a a answer a word that you've been looking for. So what is your take personally mm-hmm. on fasting and prayer? Man, fasting is so important. Mm-hmm. And I have the same experience. I remember this one time um I was I was doing DoorDash, right? Mm-hmm. And I was trying to stop doing DoorDash because it was taking a lot of time. I liked it because of the freedom, but it was taking a lot of my time. And so at first to to stop doing DoorDash, I was doing something called like it's so called like a signing loan agent. Mm-hmm. And it's basically when you take papers to people's houses so that they can sign it when they want to do like a refinance mm-hmm. or something of that nature. And so I was I remember I was studying for so long and um 
I took the test and I passed the test. But when I actually got started, it was nothing like how I expected it to be. Mm. So then I got discouraged with that. So I'm like, I gotta go back to DoorDash. And imagine like you're telling everybody, yeah, I'm about to start doing this and yeah. this and this. Or I'm about to start doing a sign loan agent. And, you know, people ask you, how's that going? How's that going? And it's like I get into it. And now people are asking me. I'm like, oh, no, I'm not doing that no more. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> So that kind of was like discouraging to me. So then when I had to go back to DoorDash, I'm like, I can't keep doing this, right? So I went on a liquid only fast, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think it was for like a week or a week and a half or two weeks. It was something around that time span. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's crazy because my mindset changed so much. Literally, after that fast, I ended up... That's how I met David. Mm. And then um, David Shans, if y'all don't know. Um, Shouts out to David Shans. Yes. So it's proof? Yes. Um, yeah, so after that fast, God was just telling me, like, I put a gift inside of you. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to learn this and learn this and learn this, but I already put something in you that you already know how to do, so just delegate that. Mm. And also what I learned in, during that fast, it, I be learning so, like, I get so I'm many re- revelations when I fast. It's crazy. Something else he was telling me around his time span when I stopped doing DoorDash is, he was like, you got to put your mind forward. He was like, all you're thinking about is how you don't want to do DoorDash no more. But he was like... Put your mind forward. Like, okay, what can I do um, that can move me forward? Or how can I delegate? What gift can I use? Like, put your mind forward instead of feeling so bad for yourself, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I'm like, okay, I did that. Plus delegating the work, plus delegating the skill that's already placed inside me, which is editing. Mm -hmm. And so I... DM'd like 150 to 100 entrepreneurs just saying, hey, I was like, hey, um, you know, I noticed you have this and I wanted to be a value. No, I think I was like, um, hey, I love what you're doing in the community or something like that. Um, I feel like I could be a value add. Mm -hmm. And then I also... I also emailed them if they had their email on their Instagram page. I also emailed them like a little resume. Yeah, I better take notes. It's yes. hard work. <laughs> so I emailed them a resume while also following up with a DM. And so um, I got a few replies, but the one I went with, um, not the one I went with, but yeah, I guess the one I went with was David. And mm-hmm. he ended up DMing me back. And it was crazy because it was around the same time I was I wanted to go into InvestFest. Mm-hmm. And I knew like, bruh. I would I would have had to work so hard for the amount of money I needed to travel from Maryland to Atlanta yeah. to get a hotel. I knew I would have to do Ubers. I knew I would have to do get food while Very I'm out there. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, I didn't have enough time to do the work needed for DoorDash. So I was also on a time crunch. So the way God just pieced all of that together, I, I ended up working with David and I ended up being able to go to InvestFest and all of that stuff. So yeah, I get a lot of revelations during mm-hmm. fast. So I didn't notice. I messed where I first met you, right? Mm-hmm. At that, I don't know, was that the day before it started? I don't even think I it was think, the day I before. Think, yeah, I think it was the probably So the day, day before, before at his um the Creative Clubhouse studio when I met you there, mm-hmm. and I'm telling you, um, the way you was talking in there and mm-hmm. seeing, I think he has he had said how old you were. Mm-hmm. And now and nowadays, right, um, people that age, they don't really sound like that. Mm-hmm. It's just so lost in the sauce or just I wanna uh like be an influencer just for the money or just for the attention. But when you the words you were speaking, it was just like you were concise, you were serious. Like mm-hmm. I can tell you wasn't playing no games. Yeah. And it was just very refreshing to hear somebody in your generation speaking the knowledge you've spoken, just the words of wisdom, and just like I know what I want. Mm-hmm. 
This is what I want to do. This is what I this is what I did to get here in this spot to get into this room and yeah. see you in there. You front row just sitting there, just like, man, she's gonna be special. But then to fast forward to now to see what you was talking about and that you're walking in that purpose. Like that's amazing. Yeah. I commend you for that. Thank and again, you. I got Higgle your flowers for doing that. And you're Thank here you. <laughs> walking into what you said you wanted to do. So again, congratulations. But back to, to Wise Label, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of people who may be watching or entrepreneurs who want to start a clothing brand or who wants to jump into that realm. So go through the process of after you found your name, like what was your next steps to the first product that you put out and then the residuals from not not for like financial residuals but mm-hmm. just the, the feedback from that product so what was those steps like mm. so it's crazy because around the time so when i started my brand february of february of 2021 mm-hmm. and in 2020 i ended up getting in 2020 the summertime i ended up getting into a car accident mm. but Around the time I started my clothing brand, like the beginning of 2021, like in January, I ended up getting the money back from that car accident. And I used all of that to invest in my clothing mm. brand. And so that's when um, I used that to start my brand in, in February of 2021. And I didn't have enough to do like screen printing and all of that stuff. So I bought the blanks and um, I used rhinestone transfers. Mm-hmm. And then I also used uh, screen what is it called? Screen print transfers? I think so. It's like when you put it in the printer and it prints out and you put, put the that paper. powder and stuff on it? No. you. It's like a certain paper that you put in a printer and it prints out and you put the paper on. It's, you can only do light light garments and you heat press it on and you peel it. and then It's the like a transfer though. Tra- um, yes, yeah, it's, tra- it's type of transfer. Yeah. So I use the transfer. So that's when I first started. Um, what was the question again? <laughs> just how the process of when you found a name and how did you first get the first piece of product out? Just that okay. that steps of doing that. Yeah. So I did that. Um, and then I had my photo shoot and all of that stuff. And it did fairly well at the time. I had my friends supporting. But it's always like the first job your friends are going to support because, you know, mm-hmm. you first started. But then later on, it's like, all right, now you got to have to get some real sales now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's how my first job So went. what was your sales strategy? How did you... Uh... After your friends, not saying they, they fell off or not, yeah. but how did you go into getting that sales, whether it was through the back end of Shopify, doing mm-hmm. those emails or Facebook ads, Facebook marketing? Mm-hmm. What was that process like? Um, at the time or like something I learned on the way? Yeah, both. Like when it started throughout, throughout okay. the journey. So when I first started, I really didn't have much of a strategy. I just mm-hmm. knew I wanted to sell clothes. Mm-hmm. I didn't even have a brand mission or nothing. I just knew I wanted to have a clothing brand and expand there. my uh-huh. creativity. That's all I had on mind. So after I dropped, I just did the photo shoot. I think I posted a few times. I think I did like a, a video and uh, I did like a video or two and I just dropped. Um, but then moving forward, I learned that it's a whole process. So mm-hmm. now I think so the last time I dropped was actually February of this year. I'm about to drop again next mm-hmm. month. But um, so something I learned on the, in the process is you have to post every day and not only do you have to post every day but you're gonna have to post about one <laughs> to three i do it in, in the extent i like posting like five to ten times on tiktok uh-huh. but i would say one to five is cool um but now i learned you're gonna have to post promote show the behind the scenes you're gonna have to and have your website locked 
So when you're promoting, it's building awareness. So people are see, are seeing the product, then they go to your website. But when they go to your website and it's locked, it should say like sign up to get a discount when we drop or dropping on this day, sign up to get notified or something like that to make them want to um, sign up. So on the locks, the Shopify lock screen, it'll have an email. But I also use SMS bump where it's mm -hmm. a pop up for the text, too, because mm -hmm. I'm trying to get more into the tech side. So have a pop-up for the text and the the um it, it's already a form there for people to sign up with emails. Um, but people are going to start coming to your site, signing up. That way, when you drop, you already have people that's really interested. And when you drop, you want to send for SMS, I would say send one before the day of and the day after um, a text saying, hey, we dropped with a like a discount yeah. or free shipping or something to incentivize them. Maybe uh, FOMO, so maybe say limited pieces, just something to That's make them want to... Right yeah, sure. right. <laughs> something to make them want to buy while also sending emails. A good email platform is Klaviyo. Um, yeah. You prefer um prefer that over through the regular Shopify uh, email? I haven't used the regular. I think I'm going to try that out for my next job. Though. See, I, I've used that. I've seen some good results from it, but it's just, it's kind of like limited on uh, mm -hmm. the how creative you can get with the templates and stuff mm -hmm. for your emails. But um, what is it? It's Clavio and it's another one that I use. I can't remember what the name of it was, but nonetheless. Privy? Is it Privy? I downloaded it, but I never used it. I okay. haven't used it yet. I just stuck to Clavio and um the regular email um thing through uh Shopify. But you like my experience through that, like if y'all was just listening to what she said, she really just gave y'all a lot of game for free of the full breakdown that you really will find out months into you trying to drop a clothing yeah. line. But because even when I started, I started out with vinyl mm -hmm. and learned that, man, if I want to scale, sitting here weeding mm. all this stuff oh and goodness. heat pressing, it's, n it's not going to work. Because I was to the point where I would set a timer, cut my press on, see how long it took to get the press hot, see how long it took to weed like one of the most popular designs mm -hmm. and to press it. To bag it, tag it until it's all it's done. Takes it's too much time. I be trying to tell people. It's like, yeah, I just want to jump into the vine. I'm like, okay, you know, if you want to get started, yeah, cool. But an easier route than that is the screen printing transfers. Yeah. When I got into screen printing transfers, um, for like the I call it my generic site where I just sell nothing mm -hmm. but quotes on a shirt. Mm -hmm. That changed the game for me. Yeah. Like going from 16 minutes to 25 minutes from setup to press to mm -hmm. Uh, five Man. minute heat up to a seven second press. It was just like I'm <laughs> never ever going back to picking vinyl again in my life, unless it's like somebody I know who just I need a shirt real quick. And I can't order right, a transfer. Exactly. Like yeah, but other than that, I I can't say I don't recommend it because you got to start where you can start. But hopping the screen for the transfers, nonetheless. I but, would say like if you. And this is what I would have told my old self. Mm -hmm. If don't rush, because that's my thing. When I first started, I rushed into everything. Mm. And so I would say if you don't have the resources to get a screen print and transfer, yeah. transfer heat press or anything like that, I would prefer you to just build your community Facts. in the process. And in the process, just save your money up. Facts. Because the thing is, you're going to do all of this just to drop and you haven't even you don't have nobody to even sell to so save your money and in the process push your brand store your brand message build that community so that way when you do have enough money saved up you have people to sell to too mm, man you speaking to the choir because and then as well it's like i agree well i'm like 50 50 with the whole 
just start with what you got. Because mm-hmm. in my mind, say it's like, yes, that is true, but I would prefer to be patient. And like you say, build our audience. But it's just, first impression is everything. Yeah. And you have really like one shot to, one, get somebody attention with the attention span that they have these days. And then two, to convert them into a buying customer. So I would just recommend, like you said, just take your time and really figure out the best route for you. Mm-hmm. Yes, what you can't afford. And also, if you got to go to a screen printer, you yeah. can get fairly cheap prices with mm-hmm. a screen printer. And, all, and when you go in there, they're going to give you the pricing sheet. But every screen printer has, and this is, I hope they don't hate me for this, but they have that wholesale price list mm-hmm. <laughs> up under that screen yeah. printer, the regular prices and the wholesale prices. 10 times better than what you can get mm-hmm. from just a regular price. And also just go ahead and get the LLC, get the business license yeah. and get you a, an account with SNS Activewear mm-hmm. or um what is it, Alpha Broder and stuff. It's a, it, the blanks are so cheap. And even with the, what is it, Guild and Soft Style, mm-hmm. the new Soft Style is competing. I, well, I still love my Bella Cam's and Next Level a little bit, but Soft okay. Style is it's not far off of somebody just jumping right into it. Mm-hmm. Get you a Guild and Soft Style shirt. Go to a screen printer with your 12 shirts and say, hey, I'm gonna be a good client. I give you my business yeah. back to back. Let me get that uh the wholesale prices. You'll be surprised at some of the prices that some of them have for you. But mm-hmm. just starting with a crappy design. Well, you can't. Well, that's to the beauty as an eye of the beholder, <laughs> I guess. Can't call everybody design crappy. But just starting, just starting with just mess and stuff like yeah. that. You can lose trust in your customers and you know, the crowd credibility. It's like, man, this what they got. I'm not. If, no matter what else they post. I may not come back in right. and try to indulge into whatever new mm-hmm. that they have coming out, but it's a, a place and time for everything. But just right. main thing is to get started and get that process going. So that reminds me, I remember this one time I um I wanted to drop, like I was rushing into it, and I had bought these gilded pullover hoodies mm-hmm. and I didn't sample it. And um I wholesale those and I was working, I was doing DoorDash at this time. Mm-hmm. I was working so hard, like so hard so that I could have <laughs> enough money to buy these blanks and the vinyl and all this stuff. Cause I already had the heat, the heat press. Um, so, but I wholesale some large, like four large rolls of the sprinkle vinyl. Mm-hmm. And I also wholesaled um some Ooh. some pullover gilded blanks. And I remember when I dropped. I'm wearing a hoodie. I'm like, bruh, the design peeling. There's balls oh, all on man. the hoodie. <laughs> the lint was rolling up. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know how it gets like a lot of ball. Yeah. Like the, I'm you got to take a razor I, just to get it off. Bruh, yeah. I know I'm, the pain. I, I cannot sell this. Mm-hmm. I worked so hard just to, and I bought all this stuff. I can't take it back. Right. Just for me to not. So that's why I said, just wait. Because even if you buy the cheap stuff and you know cheap is subjective but Mm -hmm. even if you buy like the bare minimum it's gonna show yes it's gonna show and then you're gonna feel embarrassed very much so so. yeah because the quality i mean i'm big on quality Mm -hmm. i don't want to i don't have to break the bank but Mm -hmm. it's just like a a three ounce shirt versus a nice four and a half or five ounce Mm -hmm. you may get it for a wholesale price when somebody put that shirt on it's just like they're gonna start doing this, like, yeah. man, like, what is this? For this right. feels like it could be, no matter how much you sell it for, it could be worth 50 or 60 bucks. And it's mm-hmm. also gonna help them 
up your price to sell it for just based off of the quality of the shirt. So and again, the, the gilding issue, mm-hmm. I had that same issue in the beginning. Yeah. The old, the balls pulling up, the long yeah. drawstrings going back into the Man. hoodie every time. It was, it was, <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> but I learned my lesson just to say that it was just to take my time and really do my research. And before I drop, let me sacrifice the money and buy a blank from here, 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 yes. here. I'm going to try it on myself, mm-hmm. wear it for a week, wash it at least 10 times first before I try yep. to put it out. Because once again, once you get it out there, that's a wrap. Like mm-hmm. once somebody take that stuff home, they wear it, look good enough for one day and then put it in that washing yeah. machine and like I say, it's, it's peeling here. It's like now they have not the right, but what they do to don't shop with this brand. That stuff yeah, is trash. Like right. y- y'all see this, like video testimonials nowadays is big. So just imagine mm-hmm. You releasing your brand and the feedback you got was, right. man, look at my letter hanging off. Exactly. Y'all don't, you never know who could be watching and who. And just to say that, when you said as far as when you had the brat's name for your last name, mm-hmm. they reached out. Yeah. You don't know who's watching. Exactly. And it could set you back mm-hmm. 10 steps versus the one time you could have just been very, very patient and yeah. moved forward. But those are just some lessons on that. If y'all trying to start a, a clothing brand real yeah. quick. But so doing your journey, right? Things can get tough. Life can happen. Um, you never know what's coming down the pipeline. Were there any times to where you went through like stages of anxiety, mm-hmm. depression, wanting to quit, or oh, just was man. like, man, you know what? This is just too much. I don't know either what I'm doing, how I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Did you have any of those moments throughout your journey? For, bro, my whole journey. <laughs> That's yeah, my the whole, whole journey. journey. <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. The most recent, I would say, is the beginning of this year. Um Around the time of my drop that I had, I was putting out a lot of content Mm -hmm. and my brand was just not like I wasn't seeing the fruits of my labor, Mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, it's it's I will say because I always tell people like to start small, but it's like it gets to a certain time when you're like you're doing it for like a long time and you're Mm -hmm. like, it's like. Okay, now, like, I've been doing this for a while now. Like, where's the fruits of my labor? You know, you start to get a little discouraged. And so I remember, like, literally the beginning of this year, I was doing, I had a photo shoot. Like, I had bigger expectations Mm -hmm. for how I thought my content would go. And I was just, I I think I literally even cried telling God, like, I am so discouraged right now because I'm like a content creator. That's something I really love to do. Mm -hmm. So, of course, I want my work to be recognized, you Mm -hmm. know? And so I was so discouraged, like, Lord, like, I put all this work in and it's not, it's not, like, I don't see the fruits of my labor. And literally, like, after that, everything started blowing up. It's so crazy how that worked out. Like, I ended up getting on a shade room, Chris Brown's story, million, I think I I hit 11 million, I've been hitting millions. I've seen that one. Yeah, (laughs) I've been hitting millions of views on different videos and... I've just been seeing the fruits of my labor ever since then. But I'm glad I didn't stop Mm because I was feeling real discouraged. So what got you through that? Like, what do you think was the that thing or that pivotal moment where you just you got that um, courage back and just that mindset of, you know what, I'm going to keep going. Was it when the stuff started taking off or was it some personal work you had Mm. to do to uh, to get that back? Mm, I think something I realized is that views don't determine my success. Mm -hmm. I realized that. Whether I'm getting five or five hundred views or a million views, like God, God already planned my whole life out for me, Fresh. and so I'm not gonna let something as small as my work being recognized online 
to stop me from something that's bigger than something that like, mm-hmm. I'm going to impact lives and I'm not going to let social media stop me from keep going, you know? And once I realized that my success is in God's hands, I realized that, okay, I'm going to just keep going. And I also kept my mind forward. I saw the vision and I kept the vision in my mind. And I know that no matter what you do, it's not going to be always ups. It's going to be ups and downs and down, down, downs. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, you know, this is all a part of the journey. So I'm just going to keep pushing. And then fast. Mm-hmm. It's like when you up, it's like a mountain. You got to get to that peak. But to get to that next higher mountain, there's no way oh, to man. get there besides going, going down back down bit. to the bottom yeah. and having to climb back up. There's been mm-hmm. time when I've been doing stuff. It's like I had my, you know, those hoorah moments and then it's just, how things work, mm. sometimes it just dies. Like, you can be consistent um, enough, and sometimes you can have some good stuff, but it's just a period of time to where it is just die down. It was just like, man, do I keep going? Do I quit believing for myself? Like, I'd had to just go to the, the realm of, let me um, double down on personal development. Maybe it's something that I'm not doing right within me to that's, gonna, that's being pushed through my brand that's mm-hmm. to connect people, right? Let me go read more books. Let me sit down and actually spend more time with God and let me meditate and let me just think about what is it that's inside of me that's not clicking to where I can make this work with the help yeah. of whomever I may need to help me out. But it's just, it starts with you. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what I love that saying because it's just the fact that ourselves, we're so powerful. We, mm-hmm. uh, so we can be mentally. It's the fact that you can change the whole trajectory yeah. of your, your life, your family's life, your grandkids, your kids' life. But if you don't sit, process, strategize, plan, do the work, you will never see it. And speaking on fruits of your labor, you will never, you will never just see it unless mm-hmm. you're getting yourself together. And that's just hints of what the inherited brand is about. Mm-hmm. I really believe in that what's going on right now in our lives is bigger than us. It's mm-hmm. deeper than that. We're not, we're not living for ourselves, right? Is I want to have children one day, even if I don't have kids, there's a younger generation out here that that needs us, right? I don't want my kids or whomever I'm attached to have to say, yeah, you know what? I had to get it out the mud. You know, man, it was just right. rough. It's like, if you're doing that, what did I do as a mm. either a parent or a, a mentor to you for you to have to figure out this is the only way for me to get it? But mm. we should want to leave behind the legacy. We should want to leave behind the wisdom, the knowledge, more than money just to get someone prepared to, to be pushed forward. So we should want to have that inheritance left behind for somebody else. So just doing that personal work it has helped me tremendously just to push forward and just to know when adversity comes my way, sometimes there's a reason and sometimes just a test. Are you really going to sit here and fold or are you going to sit down and fight through it and just consistently see the vision and put the work in to see this through? Because things get tough and mm-hmm. everybody is not built to to keep going. But just all that to say, it's a little blessing to see that even though you did have those um set best with your brand that you didn't see maybe it would work it would not work you was resilient and you pushed through and now like you say you you're seeing fruits of your labor things could be getting clearer for you things are just going on the up and up so from wild labor right mm-hmm. what are some of your aspirations and goals with your brand yeah so the main one is really bringing young adults closer to god and mm-hmm. in their purpose that's something i would love to do and i wanted to I want to inspire millions, mm-hmm. millions, like the whole world. And I know that it's possible. Like, I know that I can do that. And of course, through the grace of God. Mm-hmm. So that's what I want to do through my through my brand. And even like when I come across people, you know, just 
speaking life. I love speaking life into people, mm-hmm. pulling what's inside of people out. And a lot of times it's like it's in them, but they just don't know. Facts. And it just takes somebody to speak and grow that seed that's already in them for them to realize like, oh, like I can do something with my life. I don't have to sit around. I can, you know, God does want me to to impact and to leave a legacy and do more, mm-hmm. you know? So that's what I want to do. Also, I want to be able to like build a school mm-hmm. and where that's dope. yeah, young adults can come and learn how they can impact impact people through their through their brand for God. Mm-hmm. So teaching people like how you can start a clothing brand for God or how you can represent God in your music, how you can represent God through, you know, if you're an artist, just whatever you do, like in that creative space, mm-hmm. building a space where young Christians in their creative work can come and learn how they can show what they do or honor God with mm-hmm. what they do. Um, I want to do that. Also, like, traveling the world and meeting uh, young adults across the world and, you know what I'm saying, taking um, books and over there, like missionary work. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of dreams. I can you, keep you going. Do, I can hear it. I know for a fact you're going to do it. Just, again, just bouncing back to the first day I met you and what you said and to see you now. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact, again, hearing what you're saying now, what I was what? That was a year ago? Two yeah, years ago, like last ago. summer or last... You're going like to be doing exactly what you're saying you're going to do. I, I already know it because you you can just... It's in you. Yeah. you you're speaking life into what you want and you're speaking purpose into it, which is a great thing that you're doing. So on the back end, not the back end of Wild Table, but mm-hmm. you're um, a co-host on the Growing Pains yes. podcast. So how did that journey or how did that get mm-hmm. set up for yeah. you? So from coming from... Beginning of lashes, mm-hmm. now I'm in my clothing line, now I'm adding a, a podcast realm to your yeah. um, brand. So how did that come about for you? Yeah, so I have the podcast. I'm a co-host of a podcast called Growing Pains, and it's a part of the Social Proof um, the Social Proof Network. And it's me and two other people, Trey and Jada. So me and Trey, we both work on the Social Proof team. Mm-hmm. Trey does uh, David's thumbnails, and I do his, like, clips and other work behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, so me and Trey, we literally, we just met last year, like, a, like around August, the time of How y'all chemistry, you would never know. I know, right? <laughs> you would never know. <laughs> <He would say. laughs> um so me and him, like we already kind of knew each other, but me and Jada didn't know each other at all. And then I think Trey and Jada, they knew of each other too, like networking events, but didn't like have a bond like how they do now. Mm-hmm. But fast forward around February of this year, um, David was just like, yeah, like I want to, I want to put y'all in a podcast, you know? And he was just saying, would, would we be interested? So me and Trey was like, yeah, like we'll do it. So it's crazy because... <laughs> Around the time, so that's how it started. David uh-huh. just presented the idea, was asked if we would be interested, and we said yeah. But it's crazy because for about like two months of the podcast first starting, so the podcast is out here in Atlanta. I was still living in North Carolina. I didn't have a house out here at the time. I would drive four hours nah. from North Carolina <laughs> here just to shoot an episode. Word. Sometimes even driving back, like twelve o'clock, I'm going back home. Or because of the Airbnbs and hotels and stuff, they was adding up. So I would just, sometimes I would just go back home, sometimes like twice a week, just going back and forth from North Carolina to Atlanta just to shoot the podcast. Praise God I have a house out here now. Man, Um, that's amazing. But yeah, that's how that started. And, you know, me, Jada, and Trey, uh, when we first started, we all didn't have the bond like we do now. But now, like, we're really building, like, a closer bond and it's starting Mm -hmm. to show more. Um, but even like when we first met, we we still had synergy. Like we mm-hmm. all like 
are kind of alike. Like we're aligned, you know. Uh, but yeah, that's how that works. So what's the um? I guess the the niche or just of the podcast. What is yeah. our purpose of doing it? So we have a podcast for young adults, young adults, um, young entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. or entrepreneur young ar- people who want to get into entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Did you always? Have a thought of you want to get into podcasting? Or was it really just yes. that uh, you did? So it was already in you, Bruh, I used to pray every like when I first got saved in twenty twenty. I used to pray every day. I want to be on a podcast. I used <laughs> to pray that every day that I wanted to be on a podcast. And now it's crazy that not it, not only am I on a podcast, but I'm on a podcast, a part of a network that I already used to watch. You know, that's amazing. So yeah, so this that's the power of prayer. Like mm-hmm. you. You sat there, you asked God for what you wanted, and of course, like I say, it may not be that when you want him, but he's right, right on time, and he provided for you, and it's to see the platform that you guys are on, and to be able to, to come out in a situation like that, a lot of people don't have that opportunity, mm-hmm. and to see that that's that's behind you guys, I know for a fact, you gonna, y'all going to go number one uh, whenever that time happens. Y'all going to touch, like you say, millions of young souls who's yeah. trying to step into one from your aspect, that faith in, um, into Christ, hopefully they'll come to that side and not anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and sure. then just touching young entrepreneurs, wanting them to grow in business, whatever they may have going. The fact that there's a someone in that generation to touch them versus the, the older cats and the older guys who they may not want to hear because they're oh, y'all old school, y'all older. Like you guys are really feeling a, a nice void to reach people who some right now I feel like they're very, very, very hard to reach. And I just hope and pray that you guys still yeah. penetrate and get through those ears and touch them and allow them to say, hey, like 2 Chain said, you don't have to rap or go to the league. There's right. plenty of more avenues for you guys to take to, to be successful, whether it is being famous or influencer or just being someone behind the scenes, because even with a podcast, there's so much you can do besides just talking on the mic. Mm-hmm. You can run the cameras. You can um, edit the audio. You can edit the clips. just as important. Just if sometimes to me, I don't know if it's more important because, hey, yeah. we're sitting here talking, right? But without exactly. somebody behind there and chopping this and that up, can it will never get put out. Yeah. Nobody will ever see it. The marketing will not get done. So those other jobs and avenues, they're, they're available and people need to know about them versus mm-hmm. just... If I'm not in the limelight or the celebrity or just that known person, there's no there's no chance for me. So mm-hmm. the fact that y'all are doing that, and I know everybody else is not here, so just take this bouquet for them. Thank that's you. another one. Give it all to them um, for that podcast. Yeah, for but sure. so before we get out of here, right? Um, if there's you, you touched on a little bit earlier, but just in detail, if you can look back and talk to, I guess I want to say go to twelve through. 15-year-old Yanni, okay. right? What would you really sit down and tell her, knowing what you know now and your experiences through life, your revelations you've had? Like, what would you sit there and tell her to give her motivation to either keep going or to just walk into that purpose? What would your words to yourself be? Mm, I would tell the younger me that everything's going to work out. Mm-hmm. Everything's going to work out. The thing that you hate the most it's gonna end up being for your good. Mm. I will tell the younger me that. I will tell the younger me that you're built for more than what you see. You mm. know, so I never really felt like I like I had friends and stuff, but I never really felt like I fit in for mm. real. Like to the point where sometimes I would even try to act like other people because mm. I I I knew I didn't fit in. You mm. know, so I would tell the younger me like it's okay that you don't don't fit in. That's 
for a bigger purpose. You don't fit in because you're called to do more. You're called to inspire the people who you're trying to fit in with. Mm -hmm. So I would tell the younger me, it's okay that you don't fit in. You know, God has more in store for you. Everything's going to work out. Um, And... You're going to be good. Amen to that. Amen yeah. to that. So now that you spoke to yourself, mm-hmm. inspire someone who's watching and listening. Um, they could be going through turmoil, depression, anxiety. Yeah. They may want to be a podcast or they may want to start their own clothing line. What advice would you give them to take that leap of faith and to just say, you know what? It's going to be okay. Stay focused and do you. So what would you tell them? Mm, I would tell them, don't get it. Don't. You're going to get discouraged, but don't get don't give up when you're in your discouragement, Um, because that's something I realized. That's something that really kept me going because I get I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I get discouraged, Mm -hmm. you know, frequently. And so it's the it's me being focused on the vision that kept me to not give up. And sometimes I just think, what if I gave up here? What if I gave up here? What if I gave up here? What if I gave... I wouldn't have never been here in this room where I am now, meeting the people I met. I wouldn't be here, wouldn't be out here in Atlanta if I gave up. And so although like sometimes the enemy will make us be so focused on our discouragement instead of... And distract us off of the vision God placed in us, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like what's real gets tested. And so, you know, in that discouragement, you feel like stuff isn't going to work out. You don't see how it could work out. But leave that to God. Like, you know, God, keep your faith in God and God is going to craft everything to work together for your good. That's literally in the Bible. All things work together for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So if you know that you're striving towards a purpose that God put in your heart, keep pushing towards that no matter what the enemy tries to make you feel like it's not possible you don't have this you don't have this quality you don't know this person you you live out here you don't have this mm. amount of money he she tries to throw all these you know um um excuses and it's only if we focus on those excuses if we give up or not mm. but when you shift your attention from off the focus to the vision to god and to hope and faith literally the bible says walk by faith not by sight yes, then everything's gonna work out and it's gonna be on god's timing so you Facts. may be like okay i've been waiting for this long god when is it gonna happen you gotta just god's time team god's timetable is perfect and so you never know what's behind the scenes that he mm-hmm. has to get right before you get to what you you want, you know? So, yeah. Hey, man, that is a very young, young, wise woman right here. I'm telling you, one thing I want to leave y'all with what she just said, what is real gets tested like that. I felt that yeah. when you said it because I'm telling you, within this last week, the devil has mm-hmm. been, that's why he laughed me. He know the devil has been throwing rocks mm-hmm. at his whole podcast situation. It is ridiculous, mm. but I had to lean on faith, and without doing that, everything was resolved within mm. three days. Mm. That, in the beginning, I was just like, you know what? Here we go again, yeah. but passed the test. It got through it, but before you get out of here, if you got any announcements, um, let them know um, just what you got going on, okay. thing you want to say, and also tell them they can find you on social media. Yeah, so... I'm dropping some new clothes, and it's going to be with screen print, y'all. Not vinyl, hey, none of that. <laughs> um, I'm dropping some new clothes August 12th. So if y'all want to support me, um, Wise Label on TikTok and Instagram. And then my main is Yanni Bratcher on, also on TikTok and Instagram. So, yeah. 
Let's do it. Let's do it. So, look, that was another great episode. I thank you for coming thank and showing up. Um, Make sure you guys continue to tune in to the Inherited Podcast. You can follow that on social media at N-H-E-R-I-T-D Podcast. Follow the main page at Inherited. And make sure you follow me at Sir Gates BC across the board. And again, like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube. Go download it on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a five-star review. Leave a dope comment and keep tuning in. But until next time, we are out. Thank y'all for listening. It was a good one. That was, that was great. Thank you. Thank you.